Tonight is game night. Tonight is game night. We got some cards. Okay. Uh, these cards are, they say it's for strangers, but it's really for couples to actually connect. Yes. We're uh, not learn. really strangers. No. No, we're not. That, yeah, that's what it's called. We're not <laughs> you really said strangers. no, we're not really strangers. Yeah. We're not. It's called We're Not Really Strangers, yes. but it's for couples to connect and get a deeper understanding of each other. Yeah. Um, you know, their relationship or lack thereof, you know. I don't think it's about the lack thereof. I think it's to kind of like um, connect in a multitude of ways. Like one okay. being like, you know, kind of get deeper. And like the whole point of our podcast, one is to create opportunities for conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think these cards are an opportunity for us to have conversations. And the reason why I think those conversations are important is because sometimes we don't have the words to get to what we want to know or yeah. to open up, especially after we had our men's episode and after, you know, we had our clap back aftermath. Yeah. I think we're still coming out with another one. You know, I really think we're going to sit down and talk, talk about it. But <laughs> after that, you know, it was knowing that men are open and they're willing to open up, right? Yeah. But I think sometimes we don't have the words as women to properly ask the right questions. And I think y'all don't have the right words to ask the right questions. Or we don't just have the right settings. So I think this is kind of cool. Somebody actually suggested that we do this. So you think we got the right questions in here? I hope so. I shuffled them up. So um, welcome to game night. Welcome to game night. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we're back. We are back. All right. So I first first want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Big 30. Big 30 in the building. Your back hurt yet? Okay. So um, next. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why would my back it hurt? It definitely should hurt after, you know. Okay. These past couple days. Jesus. I'm just All right. So. Don't. What do you mean? <laughs> it definitely should hurt. Why should my back hurt? What do you mean? The positions that we were, you know, in. That you were in, actually. Okay. Let's, 30 years old. Yes. Your big 30-year-old birthday. Um, this was very, very hard to pull off of me. You think so? It, it wasn't hard. It was just uh, I needed a woman's touch. And eventually I got the hang of it. I was like, okay, I can, get this, I can get this done. You did a really great job to not have woman's touch. Like, well, it didn't I'm, look like a man put it together. That was my entire my entire goal was to make sure this does not look like a thirty year old man put this together and yeah so you didn't I accomplished that it was incredible it was it was incredible it was very befitting of me yeah it was classy it was elegant it was a vibe it was you know great food a lot of champagne a lot of Patron yeah um, but some of my closest friends and just some genuine genuine love and i appreciate you you did a wonderful job thank you so much you're welcome you definitely thanked me so okay <laughs> let's get to the game because right, yeah. malcolm is getting the hell out of pocket we haven't even started what do you mean all right so we got cards so I, you want to ask the first question you want rock paper scissors you 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 want to lose on camera is what you're saying i'm gonna lose okay rock paper scissors get every time ah, yes. <laughs> okay I lost on camera. I'm going to start us off. Okay. I bet. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Describe the first time we met through your perspective in detail. Okay. So it was a very cold day. <laughs> what? It was. It was January. So um, you were just rude as hell. Like, I will never forget that joke. I will never forget. Like, and, and I know you're always like, what do you mean by rude? But, like, you were moving in my roommate. She was your friend. Mm -hmm. She was my roommate. I never met this girl, never met you. And, like, there was something in the doorway or something like that. And he was like, you going to move this? And it was just like, who are you talking to? Like, you just can't talk to a stranger like that. In my defense, wasn't I doing something gentleman-like? Yes, helping? but, I mean, the way you spoke to me wasn't gentleman-like at all. You know, uh, you probably saw me struggling trying to get into that. No, door. no, no. I did not see you struggling. That was the thing. You thought, I, like, you're saying it like I was standing there watching you just struggling, not helping at all. You probably wasn't. Were you? No. You wasn't helping. 
I didn't even see you there. That was okay. the thing. You might have been there longer than I saw you. Got it. Continue. You good. But that was that was our first interaction. Like that was the first time we met. And I was like, I'm about to slap this nigga. Who does he think he is? This little freshman boy don't even wasn't a freshman. I didn't know you weren't a freshman, but that's what I thought. Right. But I definitely thought you were super rude and that I hope I wouldn't see you often. Really? Yeah, because you were rude. Like, and one, you were new. To me, you're a new person. You know what I'm saying? I have been going to the school already for two years. So you're a new guy on block on the block. Like, boy, you don't even go here. Like, you don't know how we rock. You know what I'm saying? You know when you be somewhere longer than somebody else, like, you literally feel like you have, like, seniority or you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, territorial. Okay, yeah okay. like, boy, you don't even go here. But, yeah, that was, what was it from your perspective? Um... Because you saw me before it, that encounter. Yeah, I did see you before the encounter, but remembering that was a blur. Um, I remember helping her. I don't remember saying something like that to you. Oh, no, you, you did. I'll never forget it. Well, I mean, if I said it, I probably said it in the wrong tone. Tone goes crazy. But I probably meant, could you open it? Can you open the door? Can you hold the door open for me, please? Yeah, that's not what you said. That would have yeah, been. That's definitely not what I said. You know what I'm saying? What hey, excuse me. Um, would you mind? You know? Yeah, it's all right. And I think Steve was in there. I really want to know. I wonder if he remembers because he was in there he helping me. There. He was in there helping me. Okay. I, I, I don't remember that. We need to we need to call Steve. We need to phone a friend. All right. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm probably going to put the other joke into um, the audio. <laughs> what did you think my type was before we met? So I thought your type was musician. Obviously, I thought your type was probably somebody taller, you know, my height mm-hmm. or taller. Um, other than that, I just thought you wanted a musician. And then I and then I had to think about it. I'm like, okay, she did play ball before. So she probably would, you know, an athlete is probably her type too. But I didn't know if I fit the entire mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so until that, because of that, like I said, I thought if I could sing, then cool, yeah. She probably like me, you know. I can't play, but I can sing. So, <laughs> oh, I definitely you were definitely my type because my um, I told you my I told you my friends were like you definitely have a type, and I guess from their perspective, type was tall, brown skin. Yeah, but what the hell? I mean, tall brown skin. I guess that was it. Okay, I about six. I ain't look nothing like your exes. No, let's be clear. But I used to like light skin guys. And I had been on a brown skin streak at that point. Brown skin streak. <laughs> you know, a little brown skin streak. Wow. That sounds like poop, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a streak. A week. Anyway, um, I thought your type was definitely light skin, short girl. No, it was. And by the time I saw you, though, I had already shifted to, I want to. On a tall, brown skin, athletic-looking, slim, thick, you. You know, I wanted to you. As soon as I saw you walk in, because like, did I you said, feel like the Lord had answered your prayer that fast? It wasn't that fast. It was when I discovered Carrie Champion. I wanted a champion, so <laughs> that was at least a year. You know, it wasn't that quick. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is my t- this is my champion right here." Tall, brown skin, athletic. Definitely our kids would be tall. You know, and you carried yourself like a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff stood out. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you didn't look like any other girl that was on campus either. Like, they look like girls. You look like a full woman. So, I was like, oh, yeah. Need that. Needs that. <laughs> nah, you were cute, though. Like, I mean, my type was, was cute. It. But it's also uh-huh. characteristics. Like, you were everything that I wanted, like, always. Like, if I had to put the check, like, it was the the confidence. Mm-hmm. Of course, you look good, for sure. Your body was right. No, it was right. <laughs> <laughs> your body now is a totally different body than that body. That was your childish body. This is your man body. Childish. Your man body is way better than your childish body. Mm-hmm. But it was your body was right. Um, the confidence, your character, you um, you you were funny too. Like it was, you know, you was a good time to be around, and you weren't 
you wasn't into everything. I think, you know, from a type standpoint, like it was also some intangibles too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean? You cutty dress by herself. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Um, being able to dress. That was the first thing. One of the first things you said to me too, compliment wise. Yes. She's like, you can really dress. I said, thank you. Somebody notices. I'm cracking up, and you probably had on some H and M chinos. I probably did. And some a H&M. shirt rolled up. You know, with all some that stuff Pradas, was in then, though. With some Pradas, I should probably had on some jorts. I could have had on some jorts <laughs> with some Pradas or something like that. That was definitely you a Baltimore them, look. First of all, Pradas. You was out here. Pradas are in even now. You had. You was drippy. I was de- definitely drippy. <laughs> but no, Swap like it was also stuff like that. But it was also like um, you didn't need to be lit. You know what I'm saying? To be a good time. Like, you were always fun to be around. You were funny and all stuff like that. So, I think it was a lot of... Because I dated an ugly nigga before. I'm weak. But he <laughs> he was really nice. He was sweet and he was funny. Just ugly. But he was ugly. Got so, it. sometimes it ain't always just looks. I'll say that. Okay. Your turn. It's my girl. I just went. Oh, I just went. Oh, all right. Let me go. What's something I'm too hard on myself about? Um, I think you're really hard on yourself when it comes to your work. Um, I think being an athlete for as long as you have been an athlete, um, you've perfected like that craft, you know what I'm saying? Like that's second nature. So when you embark on new journeys in professionalism and in your like career paths, I think you're so hard on yourself to be perfect or for it to look away. Like even when you started your first job, it was like, I feel the hero complex or like, I feel bad for the fact that. I'm making more money than I see my parents make working three jobs and I'm making that on my one job. You know what I mean? So it's like the guilt from that. It's like it wasn't, it was like too good at that moment. Then it's like when you're in your ascension moments, Mm -hmm. like you're great idea. And now I'm going to self-sabotage my (laughs) self-sabotage it to being like, am I good enough? Or can I talk about this? Am I being, am I moving too fast? Do I know enough? So I think that is one of the things that like, um, you know, the areas that you kind of like self-sabotage a little bit in your perfectionism, Mm. which is a good character trait to have too. But I think sometimes because you go through that imposter syndrome, which we all go through, you know, it's like, am I good enough or can I teach this? You know, like, but you go into student mode, you go into research, you do all the stuff that's necessary. So to me, it's like, dang, I hate that. That's how you feel about it when you're doing all the things to, you know, not be qualified because you don't need to be qualified, but to do what you do and say what you say and teach how you teach. And I think you also have like just a different heart for being genuine and authentic in how you do things too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's my answer. No, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, as far as basketball wise and, and athletics, it was just a being overlooked thing. I being really good, but feeling like I was overlooked. So mm-hmm. it became, I became hard on outside and inside when it came to that. So it was just like a tenacity there, um, naturally. Uh, when it comes to professionalism, stuff like that, I do I do struggle with perfectionism. Like, I want to do everything excellent. Mm-hmm. And when I feel like it's not excellent, I I scramble. I go back to the drawing board. Like, scratch the whole thing. Like, scratch it. I need, I need this to be this top tier. Instead of, you know, you can you can be trash and, make, and work your way up. Mm-hmm. I like to start being good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then there's no workup. Yeah, there's no workup. I want to be good, but I feel it. Okay. Yeah. What would you say for me? Uh, what was the question again? I don't know. I actually felt like I was getting away from it. <laughs> oh, uh, what's something I'm about, I'm too hard on myself about? Oh, yes. Um, too hard on yourself? I would say, I would say I think you're too hard on yourself when it comes to, I would actually say the same thing. Really? In, in a sense of knowing your worth. I think you're too hard on yourself when it comes to, I feel like you could be more confident in who you are or, or what you do mm-hmm. to the point where forget what anybody say, forget what anybody think. I'm this, I have authority in this, mm-hmm. and I have authority when I speak. You know, you know, I feel like you struggle with that sometimes. Like you're too hard on yourself. Like, man, I may not know all. Like, you're, you're too humble at times, I would say. <laughs> not too humble. Yeah, but that would be my, my answer. Hmm. Interesting. All right, so it's on you. It's on me. (laughs) You said that in that episode. How have I changed since we first met? 
what hasn't changed about me at all? How have you changed? Mm-hmm. Pick that card. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Okay, maybe you've maybe you've changed in the sense of you've gotten softer. Oh, for sure. You've gotten softer. Um, you know that I guess naturally for me, I've seen I've seen you're soft. Mm-hmm. You know, a hundred percent. But I feel like you allowed the world to see how soft you are and can be instead of the shell, you know, that mm-hmm. people, pers- you know, the persona people see mm-hmm. outside of getting to know you. I think uh, you, you've you allowed people to actually see all of you. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case a year or two ago. Not at you all. know what I'm saying? Like, that would not be the case. It would be, I need to be perfect. For sure. <laughs> I need to have this perfect persona, which, you know, it's fine. I get it. But you uh, you, you put your... Your uh, what is it? Your layers down or I don't guard know. down? Guard down. Mm-hmm. You put your guard down and allow people to see uh, flaws and all. I mean, I really feel like in twenty twenty two, like, bruh, I, the 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 season for like trying to feel like you have it all get all together for, pers- for for what it looks like to other people when what people really want is that me too kind of vibe like you know what i'm saying yeah. i feel like for content creators especially or like people who are thought leaders like connection marketing connection content is way more valuable to me than like you know what i'm saying people are more likely to share something where they feel like bruh this is i saw a reel the other day that says you don't know clingy oh, yes. until you have had a son and i said lord today i wish i could see that woman's insights yeah, for all the moms like dumb. me with a son because this is our life you know what yeah. i'm saying but people don't want to talk about the parts of them that they feel like are ugly or the parts of them that they're working through um uh, i think that makes you so much more valuable and that's what i had to realize in my own journey of like brit you're not perfect let's start with that Two, you don't have to portray to be perfect because of what you think people will think and there were more people and I learned this really through the podcast, but there were more people wanting to see the real me than the people that w- were, you know, impressed by what I was looking like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it just made it made me more comfortable in doing it because, well, one, I don't give a damn anymore. Like, I mean, just this is 30. OK, 30 is who cares? Like everybody has some shit. everybody has some sort of issue somebody everybody has something that they're working through some place that they're unhappy um something that they're insecure about and that you're trying to be better at why do we try to hide that and only show the glitz and the glamour when like you go home and cry at night you know what i'm saying like so no that's real um i will say one how are you different i think you're more intentional about being intentional <laughs> okay like That's like real. De- real. like you're detail oriented but you weren't always detail oriented when it comes to like me <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i think even with like you know talking about my 30th and like the way that you planned it and your intentionality behind those things even when even my 28th birthday and it's not a birthday thing but i can just i mean just because it's the most recent thing in my mind like you right. are intentional you have become more intentional about doing things that befit the person mm-hmm. than just things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's dope. I like it. All right, it's my turn, right? It is your you. turn. Okay. What title would you give this chapter of our sex life? <laughs> I would give this chapter of our sex life. <laughs> what would you say that? <laughs> what would I title it? Another one. Another one? <laughs> Another one. That's hilarious. Another one. Another one. Man. What would you title it? Uh, no, no, no. I don't think that's a good wop. title. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Next. Thank you guys for showing up. We appreciate you so much. Um, I'm just saying. Jesus. This, Jesus. Why would you say that? You should have turned 33 years ago. Okay. 30 P hit different. Okay. Next question. I'm just, okay. Yeah, let's move on. But I'm serious. <laughs> My God. No, no, no. I would, I would, I feel like I would title it like reconnection. Okay. I like that. 
I liked I'm it. Especially after having a child. Oh my Christ. It takes a, I see the timeline it takes for women to get back to them. Oh yes. Like being I feel like feeling like myself who they were before. And being beyond that, please just don't touch me phase. Like I'm being touched all day, especially with a clingy son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to be my son is a lover and he yeah. loves cuddles and all that. He likes to just be in your skin. So having that and like getting to the point where you're no longer like, I don't want anyone to touch me any longer. Give me my space. Like yeah. or just feeling, you know what I'm saying? Feeling good, feeling sexy, feeling like I'm the shit. Yeah. Oh. And I want to show you. And she shows. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one. Mark wants every episode now to be after dark, obviously. No, I don't. I don't. I promise I don't. Okay. I In I your don't. opinion, how am I holding myself back the most? Holding yourself back? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say more so just overthinking. Overthinking it. Or, you know, just feeling like you're not good enough. When you're extremely skilled and extremely talented mm-hmm. at whatever you do, so fighting through that imposter syndrome, I think, is what's probably holding you back. Mm. I I could easily say the same for you. Like literally, yeah. we oh. are. I Both. feel like we we're living a parallel life in this space right now oh, yeah. of like just holding yourself back by wanting to, you know. I said it on the last. You gotta fight through imposter. You syndrome. really do. Like we yeah, had a, a we, we had a conversation about imposter syndrome and like why do you feel unworthy to speak on certain things or you know what I'm saying? Because then you look at people in the world or people who are in their field and it's like you know and it's not a money thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but it's like we have the results to to be able to teach a multitude of people, yeah. a multitude of type of people in business, in the workforce, in relationships. You know what I'm saying? We have had those kind of results, but it feels like they aren't worthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do they feel unworthy? Yeah, no, that's real. I, I think, I think, you know, because I don't want to say humble, like, because I, I believe if you're saying, like, you're humble, you're not. But, I feel, <laughs> no, but I feel like, like we're very very modest people. Yeah. Um, and not in the sense of that we, we try to, uh, we try to dumb ourselves down or anything like that. I just think we're very very modest in, like we don't get too high and get too low. And maybe that's because yeah. of me. And maybe because I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has infiltrated you, but I never get too high or get too low on things. I just stay even kill. And I think we even do that when we have successes. Uh, huge successes that you would think would be really, really something that you would celebrate and all these different things. Mm-hmm. I think we're re- too modest at times about it to the point where you feel like you don't have the authority that you need to. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. That's not true. Yeah, I think I think it's all based on sometimes it's based off of what you see, though, like what what you think. You know, we. This is a social media age. I just talked about it. Like in social, in a social media age, you see so much more of what people are doing, and so it's kind of like, can I do it? That it's like you'll have one moment where you're like, oh man, like so and so did this, and so I gotta go make sure it. I gotta get my money up because I need to put this <laughs> kind of money into. Th- you know what I'm saying? It's like you start to create all the reasons why you can't. Yeah. And then you see somebody who could be considered less qualified or they might not have had the same amount of successes or they might have just started their journey. There are some people that are building stuff through. They're teaching in a a through space of like, hey, I'm going through this with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at that person like, damn, you're not even done. And you're willing to just do it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like letting go of the, the fear. I think that is one of the things that's holding both of us back is like being able to let go of the fear of what it will look like if it's not perfect. Yeah. The fear of what starting looks like after you've done. Okay. What do you do? Okay. What could other couples learn from us? What could, what could, what? Uh, you don't like that question? What could other couples learn from us? I think that's a I great like, question. I, like I, I like think I, like I would say other couples can learn from us. 
about how to live through multiple seasons, um, how to adapt to multiple seasons, um, because we have lived through, I mean, we've been together for 10 years, and I think our adaptability, I think the lack of adaptability is where people kind of like fall on shaky grounds, Mm -hmm. um, where it's like, you know, it's easy to feel like our marriage is lit when everything is lit. You you know, you're making the most money you ever made. Businesses are thriving. You got investments that are booming. You know what I'm saying? Like, crypto is garbage right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't, like, even, I don't even want to look at it. Could I, could I now base my marriage off of <laughs> my crypto portfolio? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's hard to adapt to everything that's going on. And um, I think there's a, there's a moment in adaptation that you can become um, argumentative. You can become like attacking your partner because of the environment or the circumstances that there are in us. So I think, I think couples can definitely learn about how to adapt and then adapt together and become even more of a team. Cause I feel like in those moments where we're adapting and it's not always to bad stuff, like adapting to parenthood, adapting to um, business, adapting to multiple businesses, adapting to separate businesses, adapting to businesses and a baby, you know what I'm saying? Just the adapting to all of that. But I think through all of that, we have become a stronger team in each new elevation of um, of adapting, and so I think it's it's determining like what are your strengths and how do each yeah. person play their part in um, your family. Really, how to play to the strengths of what you both bring to the table. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say I think definitely couples can learn how to operate as a team with no ego, uh, without uh, any doubt being each other's biggest support and cheerleader um, and being on the same page. I think that's our biggest strength is that we're always looking to be on the same page. And if we're not, we look to get onto it. You know what I'm saying? And and it's a it's a communication factor in that is why why we're always on the same page with things. But it I think it is a skill that couples lack. And we're more we're we're intentional about about that. We're intentional about supporting each other, intentional about being a team and, and working together as a team. Uh, we're intentional about that. So I think I think couples can learn to be more intentional mm. through us. Mm, what weakness of yours do I help complement the most? Uh, I would say communication, relationship building. Um, definitely in, intentionality. Like, you're one of the most intentional people I know. Uh, you're one of the best communicators I've ever met. And you're really great at building relationship. Like, I'm not terrible, but you're extremely good at that. And I know that is a weakness of mine that you you, you thrive in, for sure. Mm. I would say um, a weakness of mine that you are very, very strong in is financial literacy. Um, because I used to be a heavy spender, um, but being able to think long-term and think beyond a moment, Mm -hmm. um, is definitely one thing that you've definitely helped me see. And I think that's even before, like when we were in college and you decided to, let's not go kick it. Let's go do our homework. It was like, (laughs) it was given like you were that guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. But my (laughs) grades got better. My GPA was raised. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like. So um, I would definitely say one of the weaknesses that you are very strong in is your willingness, your discipline. That's the word I was looking for, your discipline, because you are so disciplined. Hopefully that starts to trickle down into the health (laughs) and wellness sector. Um, But your discipline in getting up and going to the gym every, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and, you know, at five in the morning, your discipline in your finances, your discipline in um, your work and your intentionality in that. And so um, I will say your discipline is definitely an area that I admire the most um, that I think you compliment me in strength. I love it. Okay. All right, let's move on. Mm-mm-mm. Got another one? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Talking about the reconnecting. <laughs> what immediately attracted you to me? What attracted you more over time? Mm. You have a wonderful smile and a, a great mouth. <laughs> what? 
Like, you know, you could have... <laughs> what? <laughs> you have a great mouth. You, wow. Okay. And a great mouth. Amen. Okay. No, no, no. So listen, listen. Though. Listen. So it's it's a combo deal, right? You have a nice smile. Okay. Your teeth fit your mouth, and your lips okay. fit your mouth. Like okay. so, you have a nice mouth. <laughs> okay, that was the physical attraction for sure. Like your smile is incredible. You know what I'm saying? And then your shoes. What about them? You can't have rundown shoes. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like the first thing I feel like as a most women and y'all not do not leave me hanging on this. When you see a dude, you look at his shoes and you look at his mouth. That's hilarious. Immediately, I it's never knew that. two things. You gotta teach shoes, me right mouth, and then you probably check their shape up. Then you start to look at all that, what he got on that. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That those two things. Like that was the first thing that attracted me to you. You had on some fresh shoes for sure. You could dress. But you had an incredible smile and a nice mouth. Um, yeah. Over time, what has attracted me to you more? Um, I think what has attracted me to you more is seeing you be a dad. Oh, wow. Like, you as a dad is, like, top tier. This is why people have more kids. Really? <laughs> yes. It's so sexy. Watching you, Dad, oh, my God, it's incredible. It's an aphrodisiac? Sometimes. Okay. What attracts me the most is when you clean up. Really? <laughs> For sure, what? When I don't have Dad, to think about anything. my ass off. Yeah, when yeah. I don't have to think about other things, but the things that I already am thinking about and things are already taken care of, and, like, that is attractive. I'm not going to lie. Any Any mother... Like, I, I I won't say, as a wife, it wasn't that big of a deal. Because I think that was kind of way more shared between the two of us. It was, you know, it ain't nothing else that you got going on. But as a mom, listen, anything I don't have to think about extra? Uh, you know what? To that point, I make it I make it my business. I be intentional about trying to make your life easier in any point that I can. And I appreciate it. Um, and I think that's also was missing with some people in relationships. And the reason why we're having this conversation is that have you found somebody that is intentional about trying to make your life better and easier? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've literally tried to be more intentional about that. Like, you know, I've always been like that, but even more so as a mom, because I understand, I see firsthand how stressful it can be. I literally try, I'm like, okay, let me make sure Everything else is not a thought mm-hmm. or a worry, um, so she can, you know, have a clear head. No, it's real. It's real, and I, that's why I say like that is more attractive. But but that goes back into the whole you being a dad thing, your level of care for him and just teaching him. And um, you know, when I'm, I always get jealous when I hear you when you you giving him kisses, and I'm like, dang, <laughs> you stealing all the kisses, Caden? Like. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so sweet, like, and he's a boy, you know, too. So to watch a father and a son and the bond that you guys are building, and you know, just him watching you wanting to do the daddy things, like yeah. you do something with you and he does it too, and it's like, you know, I think that is definitely something that attracted me to you a lot more. Just watching you be a father and um, love on your son and build up a black man. That's right. That's right. All right. That was my go. What did your friends think about me when we first started dating? All right, so funny story. One of my friends saw you reach, like reach okay. over, bent over, bent over for, to grab something, mm-hmm. and they said the way you had like arched your back to do that. He, they were like, "Yo, she gotta be a freak, bro. She gotta be a freak." Who said? Because she, she did such and such and such. I said, "Really." And you know we were at this time, at this point we were talking, but I was like, "Really? That's that's what they said. That was the first thing. This was the first thing. Yes, they thought you were a freak. Wow. I'm just being honest. You know, <laughs> I mean, other than that though, I I think they because uh, the question was the thought of you, right? Mm-hmm. I think they thought. You were really good for me. To like get you, you out like of your 
you're extremely you are a good woman like to get me out of what my ways yes. <laughs> whatever to bring you to reel you in yeah they thought you they were thought they thought you were really really good for me mm. which turned out to be true mm, very 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 good for you all right so what did you learn to not take personally with me oh lord your bluntness like I will say for probably seven years of our time together, it's like easily, it's easy to be offended by your rapid response. Yeah. Because you don't think, you do not think often. I can see that. About what you said or what you will say. I am very, I am a thought. I'm going to think this through. We were having a conversation today about an argument I was having with somebody else. And in me being a, you know, kind of rapping about it, I'm like, but here's the way in which I can see where the communication was lost. So I understand why they said that. But you're not thinking like that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't at all. We literally just had a post where, um, I think I posted something on Instagram and somebody was like, oh, the post when I was like, when you call me an intentional, I mean, an un, unconscious un, spender. Yeah, unconscious and spender. people were like, he just, he just said that like, wow. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm laughing and people are commenting on you like, why would he talk to her like that? And, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I understand what I know your heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying isn't, you know, malicious or you're not trying to offend me no. or whatever like that. But I had to learn to deal with it that way. Because yeah. for a long time, I used to get you out of here. But yeah. Like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> Why would you say that to me? You know what I'm saying? Now, there are still moments in which, like, it'd be true. But I think over time, especially now, you're talking about 10 years deep. Yeah. Like, I definitely understand that you are quick to speak. But in your quickness, it's most of the time, if I could be offended, it's probably not what you intended. Yeah, And of course, through conversation, when I talk about my offense, Mm -hmm. is where now we get to that, well, this is really what I was trying to get to. Yeah, you're right. I'm a straight shooter, but it could be too sharp. Too sharp. I agree. It's like, ah. You gotta reel that back in. You like you do didn't not, have. I have to, to tell you that. that with people. Yeah, you do not like. You cannot say that. You didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's bad sometimes. Sometimes it's bad. I've gotten better. You've definitely gotten better, but you're still a little thoughtless in that area. All right, let's move on. I'm sorry about that. I just went. In what ways is this relationship unlike any other you've ever been in? Uh, for one, this is of course the longest relationship I've been in. That is a fact. Um. From the very, t- we've never broken up, have we? No. Never, never once broken up. Um, you were just the easiest relationship to be, you, you were the easiest person to be with. Um, you made life easier for me, not harder. Um, I don't know, you, you brought so much peace in my life. And it's very rare to find somebody that cares 100% about you, like, everything about you 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 try to make my life easier as well like it's hard to find somebody like that a soulmate like that so that's why honestly like from the very beginning from the time we met we had that two-hour conversation talk about everything it was so easy you know what i'm saying and we've been rocking ever since that's facts so easy to love (laughs) all right let me let me ask Mm-hmm. What do you think my view on marriage is? Explain. I think your view on marriage is that it is long term, but I also think that your view on it is more from a teamwork standpoint of like building and creating and um, not, you know, empire, a state, and all that kind of stuff like that to be able to create something that leaves a legacy for the next generation, like our children, their children, and their children. Um, I think that is what you thrive off of in marriage when it comes to the development of our name. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think it's just, you know, we love each other, we have sex, we have dinners. Right. But the business of marriage, I think you do have an emphasis 
on that, but for good reason, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's based off of, you know, you grew up with your parents in, in the house. You grew up seeing a marriage. Um, and I think you took some things away from that. And I think some things, you took some things away from that. And that doesn't always look like what I implement. It's sometimes what I change. Yeah. Like what if if I could go back to where my dad was when he met my mom, what would I do different? You know right, what I mean? Right. And I've seen that. So I think um, your view on marriage is how can we become a team? How can we collaborate and create something that is legendary um, and iconic for our children to be able to live off of? Because we were together, this happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm really big on legacy. Yes. For sure. Um, and creating a lineage. I mean, is that accurate, what I said? Very, very accurate. I think, you know, your view on marriage is also traditional. Mm. I, I think you believe in tradition, um, you know, with a modern twist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But you're really, really, um, you're, you're so loving yes. and thoughtful. And, and you, you like to take care. You know, you like to take care of the people you love, but also you, you love to shower uh, your man, your, your son with love. And uh, so I think your view of marriage is, is, is simple. It's, you know, one man is head of a household. Um, that's what I mean by tradition. But the modern twist to it is, you know, you don't, you don't want to just be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to be, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you want, you want to also have your things and um, have your own, your own identity and, and stuff like that, which I think is important. Because um, I think so many women have lost that, and that's what they're trying to get back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially with this movement, the feminist movement. You know, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. The alpha females? Yeah, the fake alpha females. Let's not do this. Let's not do this tonight. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you are, your view of marriage is, is, is simple. It's like, man, it's head of household, but, uh, you know, I'm the rib, but also we we are a team where we're looking to build something together and no one is bigger than the other you know what i'm saying so yeah i like that how long we've been going hmm? how long we've been going look on the task one i was on 40 minutes oh, okay what did you think i'd be like in bed Man, how accurate did that turn out to be? So I told you, I told you, my friends thought you were going, you were going to be a freak. Um, so I thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to be great in bed, and I mean, yes, you were. So first of all, I was surprised of how good it was. I will say that you were surprised. Yes. Why I, I, were you surprised? I don't know. It just, it was like, oh, this was a healthy surprise. Like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, okay. What does that mean? But the first time we, well, I would ask you, mm -hmm. what's, your, what's your take? So I had a friend that told me that skinny guys. Okay. All right. We're packing. It's always, it's always a dark side to this, um to this podcast <laughs> you asked me it's always a dark side you asked me oh man you asked me to sh to share <laughs> okay i had a friend when i was in um i was in college my fr i had a friend who she always messed with skinny dudes like tiny stick dudes and it never made sense <laughs> and she told me she was like brett you gotta understand these skinny niggas be packing That's hilarious. So that's what I was, that's all I was thinking about. So okay. if you ask them, like, what was I thinking about in that moment was like, all right, I wonder if the, the telltale's true. <laughs> this is hilarious. That was, that was just, okay. But it was, it was fire. It was, it was different. Different in what way? I mean. Healthy surprise, obviously. Yeah, healthy <laughs> surprise. Healthy surprise. Um, you know, it was consistent. You never fell off. That was funny. You know, remember the first time though? I do. Do you? I do, and I don't ever want to remember it again. Gotti. This is what I mean by I was surprised. <laughs> like, Gotti. Okay, so 
for the first time, mm-hmm. we did it. I could have performed a lot better. I knew y'all I remember, had. Y'all remember that part of that I song when Chris a, Brown a, said, um, I don't want to be a minute man. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many uh, other women, like, it's like, it's like, it was, it's, a, it was not a minute. It, was it wasn't at least a minute, five. but it was definitely at least five. easily like four and a half. Jesus. I wonder, right? What? Do other women, it's like, for us, it's also a badge of honor. Do you understand? I clearly. It's oh, I, first oh, of all, it, love this. Got him. I didn't even. I don't know why I went in there. That thing was banging. I was surprised. I was. I. I, I feel like I was just too excited, and so childish. You remember? I t- you remember? I, no. Remember? I told you. I said, "This is not me. The next time, I'm gonna get you." Didn't I say that? I, true. That's true. And the next time was a very different experience. It was definitely different. It was definitely a different experience. I was uh I wasn't having that. Yeah, but I think we've definitely like you grow sexually, you know, over time. There are seasons that are like, what the hell is this? I'm sure more for men than women, because mm-hmm. the truth is for a lot of us, I won't say everyone because some women are different, but we could we're good sometimes. Just not doing it, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that mess. That's crazy. It's just a lot sometimes. It really is a lot. What is a lot about it? Sometimes y'all could just sit there. Right. But then it's like, ew, what was that? <laughs> Weak. <laughs> if I just sit there, what was that? Yeah, I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the, was no, that? No one wants to dead fish. Yeah, and you know that. So it's like, if I know that that's, what I'm, that's the energy I'm coming to the table with, like, why even? Yeah, I feel that. You know I what get, I'm saying? I get it. I because y'all don't be wanting to do put in the work to create the moment. Y'all just want to get to it. Hey, time to go. You know, you crank your car up. Like, y'all just it's, drive off the lot when it's cold and you got your window is fogged up. You just driving. I just feel like y'all don't. All right, so you're right. Like, men don't want to do all the foreplay and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. It take too damn long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my God. I'm like. Can we get here now? You know what I'm saying? That's how we're thinking. But you know, correct, I get so, it. I get y'all. And I think the thing, I, I think the thing is, up. when when you're young though, because we've been together since we were 20. So you're talking about, like I said in the aftermath, I feel like I said this somewhere where it's like y'all sometimes are equating um, sex to who you started with. You know what I'm saying? Like the girl, the woman that you thought I was was a girl back then. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I just, I honestly feel like going into 30 was developing into my prime. You know what I'm saying? Like, fully different because of how I personally feel myself. Not, you know what I'm saying, young, 20 years old, just out here. Because we out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was not the same level of love for myself in which that's a different level of performance. For, I, I believe. I, I agree. I agree. All right, so let's. Your turn, or is it mine? No, I just went. It's you. All right. What did you learn from your your parents' relationship that you like to apply or avoid in this one? Mm, I was hoping you got that question. <laughs> I was. I thought that was a, a very question. loaded question, huh? I, I think you should answer it though. I don't think I should. What did you learn from your parents' relationship that you like to apply? All right, so what I learned from my parents' relationship is teamwork. I did, I, I did learn teamwork. Um, what I didn't learn is uh, affection and loving on your significant other. Mm-hmm. And I made that a point not to be in my relationship. Like I wanted to love on you and also show show that to our son, like how to love on your woman and mm-hmm. make her feel sexy and wanted and stuff like that mm-hmm. like being intentional about that um but I, what i want to avoid i would more so avoid i don't know what i would avoid i i, I don't know I don't, I don't think they did terrible i don't, I don't think they did a terrible job i i would they, say very independent i would say what i learned from my parents marriage is to have fun, like to 
Okay. To be each other's friend. Like I've seen my parents like be friends. Of course they didn't keep they kept their problems to themselves. You know, I never saw my parents argue with each other or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't know any extent of like finances or nothing like that. But I always saw my parents be friends. Yeah. Like homies, like, you know, that's my man's, you know what I mean? Um, so I definitely learned from their marriage, which I, I definitely am very huge on, like, being your friend. Um, you know, I think our friendship has definitely grown um, within our marriage, you know, uh, within our parenthood to be really good friends. Like, you, I would I would hate to lose you as a friend. Right. Ever. Um, Same. But I think what I would say I would avoid is the the part that feels like there's seclusion, like there's like stuff being hidden behind closed doors. Like, of course mm-hmm. your kids shouldn't hear you beating each other up. Like, what? <laughs> not that it was Why beating would they beat each other? Beat <laughs> I'm saying like, you know, heavy arguments. My parents, for the record, that I probably delete this anyway. <laughs> I ain't even got to do it for the record. Let's just act like it didn't happen. But you know what I'm saying? Of course, like, you're not going to be arguing. You know, I don't plan on arguing heavily in front of my son and nothing like that. But I feel like sometimes you feel, because you only see the friend part, you think everything is perfect. And then when you get into marriage yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel like you're missing something. Or is my marriage not, am I not doing well as a wife? Or is our marriage not well because we're arguing or because we're having these conversations, because we're not agreeing, because we can't get on the same page? What did I do wrong? You know what I mean? Um, so I would say, like, the the part that I would want to avoid is feeling like I have to be so private about certain matters around my child because, you know, when you grow up, you feel like I'm trying to figure out am I doing this right because I only saw the good. Mm, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, we're, we're coming to a close, everyone. What have I helped you appreciate about yourself? I uh, really don't like this question. Why? What have you what helped me? Appreciate about you. Um, I would say you have, I'm confused about this question. You have helped me appreciate my genius. Like there's something in you that a lot of people don't have like there are parts to you like you know we talk th- take these walks and we talk ideas and we talk business million dollar the, ideas the Facts. way that you empower me to one to even be in business to be an entrepreneur like all of that stuff really stemmed from conversations I was having with you where you're like yo you know you could do this um so to own my genius of like yo you're you're in your flow of what you do and you're doing it well. Like, I think that is one of the things that you've helped me appreciate about myself is like, you are worthy. You can do things and you can do, you do them well and you do them at a high level. So being able to, and it's not to say that you help me see my self worth, but because you encourage me to do the things that were in me to do, um, wholeheartedly, unapologetically and being comfortable in myself to do them that's an area that I can now appreciate that I now appreciate more about who I am and what I offer the world and, and wanting to spend more time in those things to create more in purpose because of the empowerment from my husband. Can I ask that question then since you edited it out? What do you mean? Like that question that you just answered. (laughs) Like I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. So I haven't helped you appreciate anything about you? I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it would more so be my uh, my intellect. I would say, like you help me appreciate. Like I'm a I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. and sometimes I felt like I overthought things or overthink things. And you and you've seen a genius in that in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, I feel like you feel like that's my superpower. It is very strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for so long I've I always thought like maybe maybe that's like a detriment to my downside, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but no, you, you've always been like, okay, you're, you're super intelligent and you can use that gift for, you know, to, to move forward in life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is like an area of compatibility where like that, I think that was the strength and the weakness. Like, uh, this is what you pull out of the person. And I think when you say like, you make, we make each other better. Like, 
the things that we feel insecure about are the things that to each other is like, no, nah, that actually is the thing that makes you different. That makes unique, you yeah. unique. And it also is the thing that really is what you should lean more into yeah. because that's your gift. So I, I love that. So no, I'm not going to do that. Let's do one last question. All right. Let's see which one. Pick a good one. What's your favorite thing to see me wear? A do-rag. Jagged edge vibes. A do-rag. Jagged edge vibes. A beater. <laughs> or like a black tee that's, that's fitted in the arms. And some sweats. You you like you you the um the gray sweat game? No, you they don't have to be gray. Okay. Or when you dress like down, like not a suit, like some cargo pants. When you wear cargo pants, it blesses my soul. Cargo pants and t shirt. Yes. <laughs> okay. But mostly when you wear a do rag and a beater or a black tee that fits you in the arms. And the Under Armour or them Nike, um, like Coach, you yes, like Co- you love Co- Coach Mouth, but that's not really Coach Mouth. That's like Dad Mouth. I don't know if it's Dad Mouth either because Which you wouldn't wear a do rag to be a coach. I wouldn't, but I'd be having that do rag going sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the you know you had hair the majority of our relationship, so yeah, I didn't see you in a do rag often. But I do like when you wear your hair too. I would say athletic wear. When anytime you wear athletic wear, like this. Which is so weird to me. Yes. <laughs> so you saw me last man. night, my little onesie. And I loved it. I loved it. But I'm saying like on a day-to-day, if you had just these two-piece sets, yeah. Yeah, we uh, that second child, uh, man. Y'all pray for my womb because I, this Let's man. pray. This man has been talking about a second child randomly, just like I'm not saying I want a second child, you but are, you're saying you're we're not. acting like we're we don't. Okay, we're not acting like we don't. What was the last? What was that last question? I forgot. What? What's? Oh no! It said. Also, that question said nothing doesn't count because most niggas would just say nothing. Right. What assumption did you make about me that turned out to be false? Um, that you that you were expensive. That is a good one. <laughs> I thought I thought that you were uh yeah, that you were expensive, that you had you were uptight, snobby. Really? That was the initial thought. Because I saw the Gucci bag, you know, and all the other stuff when I first saw you, I'm like, oh snap. Like she I don't know. So I would be a bitch because I had a nice bag. No, no, not a bitch, not a bitch. I'm thinking. I back then all I could afford was Outback. You cannot afford Outback. That that you <laughs> see what I mean? So I'm thinking you're you looking for Roof Chris? I had never been. I actually still haven't been. Oh, I've been there one time. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Like you were really down to earth. Yes, take me to get a burger. Yeah, easy. You know, you not easy. But you know. Wait a minute. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Whoa! Don't you, you dare. Was, okay, you wasn't easy, but uh, wasn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About It podcast. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am your co-host Brittany Garrison, and I'm you can Mal- follow. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry about because we need to wind it up. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wind it up. Um, yes. This has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About a Podcast. Thank y'all for coming to game night. We hope y'all like this one. If y'all want us to do this again, let us know. Because we got a ton of more cards that we haven't even touched. But um, I'm your host, Brittany Garrison. I'm Malcolm Garrison. And you can follow me at Brittany Donnell uh, on Instagram. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod on Instagram and on TikTok and uh, on YouTube. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and write a review. And subscribe. 
to the YouTube channel. Yes. And to the podcast. And everything. Yeah, it's everything. So, yeah, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys on the next episode.